Hey, what's up? This is Scott Ian from Anthrax, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. This is Gary Holt from Exodus, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. What's up, everybody? This is John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. All right, What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 447 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, Sean, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. In this episode, we're joined by the great John Bush from the band Armored Saint. Armored Saint's got a new album coming out on October 23rd called Punching the Sky. John was gracious enough to sit down and talk to us about the album. Before we get to that interview, though, here's a track from that album. This is Standing on the Shoulders of Giants.
Ladies and gentlemen, with me I have John Bush, vocalist for Armored Saint. How you doing today, John? What's happening, brother? How's Pittsburgh, PA today? <laughs> Pittsburgh, that's uh, sunny and cool, which I uh, can't complain too much about. So nice. uh, haven't had a lot of rain, which is good. Okay. Um, so how how you doing today? We're good. We're out here in a sunny, hot Los Angeles, California, home of Armored Saint, and it's, uh, you know, it's... It's a nice, beautiful day, but it's, uh, it's we're in a crazy heat wave right now, so it's uh, right you know it's just it's just hot. We need the rain. We want the rain. I welcome the rain. Yeah, we, we ain't getting it. So yeah, so uh, exciting times for Armored Saint. Got a brand new album coming out, uh, Punching in the Sky. Uh, Want to say I've had a chance to listen to the album. It's it's incredible. It's uh, one of my favorite albums right now. Can't stop listening to it. Uh, so I do want to congratulate you guys on the album. Um, so, That's very nice. Thank you. Appreciate that. So the album comes out uh, October 23rd. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, the process for uh, creating this album? Well, um, you know, we uh, we did our thing uh, as we normally do here um, where, you know, we're real excited about having a new album out there and, um, you know, playing music that I think is um, – showing that armored saint is growing as a band and um you know i, I think that's something that we always we always strive to do here as, as musicians mm-hmm. and guys who are in their mid to late 50s which is insane to think about <laughs> but nevertheless a truth <laughs> so um but uh you know we're 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 pretty stoked about our, our record and and the things that we've done uh, currently and um you know i think that We've shown tremendous progress, and as this hard rock, heavy metal band that we are, and um, we just keep on going, keep on trucking, and um, you know we're, we we uh, we think that what we're doing is um, showing tremendous strides. Like I said, so um, you know we, we're we're excited about having a new record. It takes us a while sometimes to put music out. We don't work too quickly, which is a slight problem. Mm-hmm. But um, in the end, I think that you know we always we dish out pretty awesome music so that's what we're excited about so uh joey particular you know writes most of the music you do most of the lyrics um you guys did this whole album kind of remote is that correct is what are the challenges in doing an album uh, remotely well we um we weren't affected actually by the whole covid right. world luckily for us most of the everything was done um as a matter of fact we were just kind of entering mix mode when um this all came to fruition and so we were fortunate uh jay rustin mixed the album did an amazing job and and he kind of just did it he took over right when uh everything was kind of happening so we were fortunate we had some pretty good luck on that level um you know we i'd say really if you go back to even march of the saint we'd always do things kind of in a layering process Mm -hmm. where you do the drum tracks and then then you do bass and then you do the rhythm guitars and then you start doing the leads and vocals and um, overdubs and stuff. So, I mean, we, we all the way back to the beginning, that's kind of how we did it. I wish we were, and I'd like to say that we all got together in a room and did all the rough tracks, you know, right. maybe a lot like an early Stones record or something, <laughs> but it, it just never really happened for us. Um, you know, we're kind of a, <laughs> I say this in the most endearing ways. I, I think Armored Saints is kind of a sloppy garage band, you know, we always <laughs> have been. Um, we want to be tight, and we and, and I think there's times when we're tighter than others. But 
Um, but you know, I also at this point in the way things are with perfection and pro tools and stuff, I actually embrace it a little bit because I don't want our music to be perfect. And right. I don't want everything to sound like it has the, you know, the perfect tempo and, um, you know, we, uh, you know, everything's pitched vocally and, you know, don't get me wrong. We utilize some of these, these optimistic, positive ways that you can use technology right. with, with helping, but not, but there's a balance I and mean, I don't want things to be perfect because we're certainly not that live and we've never really been that way. So, um, I kind of embrace it. Um, but you know, when it comes to the studio, um, I think we were pretty productive and, and Joey's a pretty awesome engineer and producer and you know we're very meticulous about things and um, he works diligently and, and beyond uh, hard because he just uh, he's a little bit of a control freak but I say that in the best of ways right. um, because he um, he just gets the job done so uh, we're, we're grateful that he, he wears many hats for our insane and and uh, producer is one of them that he wears very well and um we're you know i I think the record sounds amazing yeah no i i agree the record um you know it's interestingly enough like uh before the first single came out which was end of the attention span i was listening to symbol of salvation and when i heard you know some of the new stuff i'm like wow you guys haven't missed a beat i mean it's just you know, you know. I know you had albums in between the two, but you know, it's just listening. To this, it's you know, it definitely sounds like it's definitely a continuation of you know where you guys started and how you guys kind of moved through. Um, you know, some of my favorite songs on the album: "Standing on the Shores of Giants," "Flying the Ointment," "Unfair." Um, you know, what are your you know thought? You know, when you're writing these songs, where where do you come from? <laughs> um. Well, the wide world that we live in it provides a lot of fodder for for many different topics, and never more so than than now. Um, you know, we're in this kind of precarious time when right. uh, there seems to be a lot of, at least in the United States, a lot of a lot of difference of, of opinions. You know, two different sides, a lot of it, um, which is a bummer, really, because. Yeah. There, there should be a lot of different ways to look at all these different circumstances in life. And um, I'm not a politically uh, uh, committed person at all. As a matter of fact, I, being the rebellious person that I am, the last thing I want to do is side with a group of people, whether it's on the right or left, actually. I, I feel like that kind of goes against my my nature as, as a metalhead, quite honestly. <laughs> you know, it's like, what do they all think? I'll think differently. Okay, what do they all think? I'll think differently. Like that's my nature to to feel that way, but um, you know it's it's a it's a delicate time, and um, I, I like to to touch on a lot of social commentary and topics that are current that are going on. But I also don't want to say, hey, here's my feelings on this. Um, you should think this way. Uh, I don't really. That's just not my approach to writing lyrics. It's more about trying to be creative and and witty in between the lines, and then let people kind of come to their own conclusions and feelings and um how they kind of might go oh that's that's raising that particular idea but not so distinctly i don't know to me that's just a more like i said crafty way of doing it and that's what i tr I, that's what i really want to do so um but you know like i said there's things out there uh, whether it's like i said social topics or personal feelings about things um uh, you know, I 
try to write lyrically from a place where I don't feel like anything is kind of off limits and I don't really feel like it has to be along these kind of parameters of, oh, there you are, of metal. Yeah. You know, it's not like, is this a metal topic? Is this is this, is this going to be a weird topic to, to write for a song on a heavy metal record? Like, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It just doesn't matter to me. I don't, I'll just, I'll take on any topic that I think is interesting and, right. and I want to write about it. So, um, this past weekend, you got a guys... lot of guitars in your background there. Dude. Oh yeah. 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 It's a small collection over there. It's cool. been, some of those are uh, pretty old. So yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> um, we, uh, this past weekend you guys had, uh, like I guess your album release at the Whiskey. Um, can you talk about the experience and like what it was like playing a show like that, like when you don't have a crowd? It was unusual. It was different. Um, I kind of put it on the along the lines of like a glorified rehearsal, right. or maybe even um, a video shoot, or all of the above. Um, we try to, you know, I usually kind of like to have like one on one kind of banter with cr- the crowd. Mm-hmm. I never plan on what i'm gonna say of course as as you do a tour things start to becoming a little bit more frequent as, as to what you say and in 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 conjunction with the set but i try to change it every night i, I don't want to be like here's the lines that john says here we go you know i i just tried to talk one-on-one with the crowd so it was challenging as a front man to do that i tried and i thought i did pretty well i was happy about it um talking to people in the camera knowing that they're watching right. but still you know they're not there um but it was fun. It was, it was, it was, it came out actually a lot better than I thought it would be uh, or did. Um, I think it's just the way we got to do things right now. And yeah. a lot of people obviously are doing it and, and people want to play, you know, it's, especially when you have a new record, you want to play these new songs. We were rehearsing them and they sounded great. We we're really excited. So it was like, yeah, we're getting fired up for this one show. Right. And so it was kind of weird. Uh, but we did our best. The whiskey is a classic venue and, um, and we're helping them as they're helping us. And, and we want to keep some of these, we don't want venues to shut down. And a lot of them, yeah, a lot yeah. of them are probably on the verge of shutting down and that sucks. And that's worldwide along with a lot of businesses, mom and pop businesses, my wife and I run. So, um, you know, it's, we're trying to look out for the little guy and we're the little guy. And so, um, it was fun to do that. I don't know. Maybe we could do another one. Like we didn't, we didn't play that long of a set, and I guess maybe there was a little complaints about that. But, um, but the good thing is that we could probably play like almost a whole other set, um, mm-hmm. and so with all different songs. So that would be cool. Um, when I don't know, but that's just like off the top of my head. I thought, well, yeah, we could do it again. So uh, we'll see. But it was fun. Um, do you guys? I mean, obviously, being out on the road is a huge thing, and and you know. It, you got that energy and you got that live live feedback and all that do you think when do you think you'll be able to head back out i know some bands are starting to try and figure out ways i know here in pittsburgh there's like a drive-in movie theater that's been putting on concerts and people have been coming in to see those that's cool um so is there like i mean is that something you guys would be open to doing or do you think you know it's still going to be a while well, we talked to our agent um, that day, actually, and I said, we, we kind of said, why don't we just, like, book, like, a week and a half of dates here on the, like, west half of the U.S. just to, like, put something in the books um, in case, you know, something positive happens and right. you can play. 
Um, because if you wait, you know, everyone's going to be doing it. You know, let's face it. Everyone wants is clamoring to play. Mm -hmm. um, so it's and then not to mention all the people who pushed everything back because they had dates. So right. you kind of need to get stuff on there, even if they don't happen. So that was the plan. So maybe book like some dates in April, um, you know, maybe Vancouver to like New Mexico, Albuquerque or something. Um, just to, just to kind of start somewhere. Um, and um, we'll see. I mean, we haven't like really made anything official yet. And even if you book it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. It just means like really they're holding the date. Um, certainly Europe is, is a question mark because, you know, festivals in summer are big. And, um, right. and basically from what I gather, they just pushed everybody 2020 to 2021. So um, some people may have conflicts with their schedule accordingly, but it, it, it'll I think a lot of that is going to kind of be determined really soon as to whether that's even going to happen. Um, and then I've heard people are playing in Florida, like, because Florida, I don't know. They just, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're in <laughs> denial about the, the virus or they just don't give a crap, but I don't know, man, I guess there's something to be said for that. Like, I, you know, the part of me thinks it's admirable. And then the part of me thinks it's just the stupidest thing in the world. Right. Like, what are you guys doing? Hey, let's go play Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Like, um, so I don't know. I don't, I guess we'll have to see what happens there, but, um, yeah, I don't know for sure yet. Um, recently you did a, uh, kind of like a online performance, I guess it was recorded with Charlie Benate on a uh, package rebellion. Can you, uh, talk a little bit how that came to be? Yeah, that was fun. It was cool to do that. It was pretty kind of a organic thing that developed, um, it was certainly not something that we had planned at right. all. Um, I think that, I don't know how it really came, came to fruition. I think Charlie, you know, hold on a minute, let me walk outside because my somebody's using a, uh, <laughs> a blower and it's loud. Um, I think Charlie, like, I think somebody told me that that was the anniversary of Sound of White Noise that day. So um, I had texted Charlie and Scott, just kind of like, hey, you know, congratulations on on this record coming out. It was really spontaneous. And the next thing I know, Charlie was texting me a version of the song that he's that he sent that was maybe a minute and a half, two minutes long. And yeah. it's him just on guitar. And he goes, do you want to sing on this? And I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> and it was funny because I was I was at like one of my kids sporting activities just sitting in the parking lot, like reading the paper or something, waiting. And then all of a sudden he sent me that. So I go, well, I'm here. I need to go home and like work on it because, it, you know, Package Rebellion was was one of those songs that we didn't actually play that many times live. Right. So, you know, and I have pretty good muscle memory regarding, um, not to quote myself, but to uh, remember songs, even if, you know, they're anthrax songs that I haven't sang in a while just because I, you know, I sang on them. So they're just ingrained in my head. But that was one I didn't. So I said, let me go work on it. And um, and then I did it. And then it was it was really cool because we just sent it out. And it was really, like I said, it was kind of an organic thing. It was just him and I. And, yeah. Um, I, it was cool. So and it was good to do that with Charlie because Charlie and I were the people that um, when I left the anthrax, he was pretty pissed and um, you know, it was, there was, there was a long period of time where there was no com communication and, and then it was a drag because I love right. Charlie. He's an amazing drummer and musician. Um, and, but you know, like I've told people many times in life, 
Um, sometimes you have to go through a period of just some in- inactivity between people, and that's right. just a normal thing, especially when you know people break up or you know bands end or friendships take a turn. And you know, it's just it, it it's not a big deal. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's you know this eternal hatred, although some people have that. But um, but you know, it's just like we need time, and um, and that's what was the scenario there. And then and then once. It just was like it was weird, kind of how it like kind of organically happened again. So and that was good. I you know I saw the Anthrax guys when we did the Mega Cruise last year, about a year ago now, and um, I went to go see their show, one show, and they were amazing, and uh, hung out backstage, me and Joey and Joey Vera, and, and then with Joey Belladonna and the rest of the guys, and uh, it was cool, it was just like shooting the shit and talking about their show, and and you know things like that kind of it kind of deflates any frustration or right. any animosities. And, um, and you know, like I said, it just takes time sometimes for that to happen. Um, but I was happy because, like I said, I I see Scott periodically because he lives in L.A., of course. And, um, and like, Frankie came to the Armored Saint show that was in New York when we played mm-hmm. on the Central Tour. But I hadn't seen or spoken to Charlie, and he was the one guy. And, um, and, and like I said, just time had to go by, and, and now everything's better. So it was cool. Cool. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was a cool performance too. Was, I know he's been doing a lot of those kind of random yeah. things. Yeah. Um, the thing he did with, uh, um, what was it? A La Via Strangiata or that was yeah. awesome. It yeah. was so amazing. <laughs> um, so with COVID and everything, are you, you know, are you, uh, writing any more songs? I know some bands are just using this time. I know you guys just put out an album, but I mean, is it... <laughs> well, it's not uh, even out yet. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, but is it uh, is it too soon to start thinking? For me, it is. Yeah. Um, I, do, I need to some time. Um, you know, I, I honestly, you know, I, I have this lyric book that I have like lyrics and phrases and just lines and even words. And whenever I use one in a song, I'll like put a check on it. And then when the record's done, I'll cross it out. Right. I won't cross it out until the record's done, because um, I don't know if something's going to change. But um, that's something I go back to and 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 um, use as references and, and and obviously ideas. And this time, I used so many ideas. Like there was all these things that were crossed out. So like I really need to re- restart up writing some things and coming up with new ideas. Um, I'm not really ready to start writing songs yet, but who knows? You know, maybe. Maybe maybe sooner than later, just because of, of, of what's going on. Um, because, like, when you start, at least when we start writing, it, it takes a while to kind of get the, the wheels to roll. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at first you're like, okay, this idea, I got this. And, and then, like, the first song we worked on, we never even finished it because it just, it takes a, some time to get, like I said, the wheel spinning. But um, I don't know. You know, we'll see. You know, I wouldn't know where, not that I want to kind of premeditate what kind of angle to go to for a new record, um, but you want to have a little idea of what you're trying to do. Right. I wouldn't know where to start right now with that. Like I said, our record is not even officially out yet. So, right. um, you know, and we're not. We're not the Beatles, man. We can't just turn out <laughs> songs that easily. We're not those geniuses. So, um, who knows? But you know. Uh, you know, I, 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 life dictates what happens, I guess. Right. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Well, hopefully, we can. You know, we we do have um, the symbol of salvation recordings that we that we did when we were on the road for that tour. We have a mm-hmm. lot of video. We have a lot of audio. 
Um, so I think that would be kind of maybe the next thing to do is to cool. try to get that actually out because um, that was the plan. That's why we filmed it, and that's why we actually did the tours to to put out a DVD. So I think to me that would be really the next bout of business. Maybe we can get that out next year. Cool, cool. Well, hopefully, I mean, you guys can get on the road uh, supporting this one. Hopefully, you know, things turn positive with what's going on with everything. Um, That's an understatement. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's a weird thing for everyone to know that they collectively are in the same boat, you know. That's the tricky thing about the pandemic because I think we could all relate, even though, of course, there's different views, but the relating, at least in the music business, is we can't play, you know, which is weird. Or if we play, we do like what we did the live stream, but collectively we can't do performances or i mean there has been some there was that one in sturgis i know there has been some in europe you know they're just they're just really not official gigs in the sense that you know there's these um yeah obviously uh stipulations and a certain amount of people and you know it just doesn't feel right yeah you know you kind of hate to limit the fans who want to come and see the shows and right well you know i i mean we talked about sports before we began this and um, you know, it's the same, you know, I've been watching the NBA finals and I'm a big basketball fan and the NHL yeah. finals and, um, you know, now with baseball and, um, it's just kind of weird. Like now these, they let in some people in base yep. the, the stadiums and now it just looks like badly attended games, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah, I weird. know, uh, this past week, it was the first week the Steelers let, I think they let 5,000 fans in in right. a giant stadium. And it looks like you said, it looks like, yeah, it's a practice, you know. it's Right. And, and it's great for, for the people that can go. And it's awesome. And, you know, it's, I think this is probably a good thing for these professional athletes because they're so huge stars. Right. And so they kind of have to deal with, like, nobody being there. And I think that's got to be humbling to some right. degree, you know, which I think is probably good for them. Um but uh, it's 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 all weird, but it is what it is. Yeah. We'll all look back on this and go, "Wow, what a trip that was!" Right, right, right. right. Um, so you know, last week, Music World lost uh, Eddie Van Halen, uh, which was a big shock to everyone. Do you have any you know thoughts on how he contributed to to music and and whatnot? Well, I think Eddie is arguably maybe the greatest rock guitarist of all time. And, you know, it's, I know I think people, oh, he says that now when he's dead. But it's probably if you really, I just think if you really see it for the, the contributions that he made and how he took guitar to a completely whole nother level. Um, I'm not necessarily saying as, you know, the songwriter or whatever, like Jimmy Page may be. Right. I would think Jimmy is actually one of the greatest guitarists, even though he plays sloppy as hell or did. But um, but just the contributions and um, what Eddie did was just just a, a whole nother level of creativity that is just out of this world. Right. So, um, you know, he's he was remarkable. And he really was. And um, it's it's so sad what happened with his life. And I think that. Um, you know, I didn't really know he was that ill, to be honest. Um, I, you know, I, I'd heard rumblings, of course, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know. Um, but you know, the guy just—he did so much for guitars and guitar playing, and um, you know, like I said, the, the way he played was just something that was just—it was so unusual that uh, it's just remarkable. And right. um, it sucks, you know. He, you know, he, you know, he, it's like a lot of people like these when you think about all these people that have died, you know, in, in bands, 
it, they just all seem too young, which is crazy. Yeah. Because they're not young, really. You know, right. whether it's Johnny Dio or Glenn Fry or you know David Bowie or now Eddie Van Halen or you know even Lemmy. Uh, Lemmy is like one of the oldest. One. I mean, Lemmy yeah. still is like seventy. I know all <laughs> these guys have died in their sixties, which is it's insane, right? Right. Um, but you know, they're still when you think about a, an average man's lifespan, it's probably way under that. So I think the yeah. average guy lives to be like, what, 78, somewhere around Something there. Something like that, yeah. You know, so, I mean, it's just, you know, it's a track. But, you know, Eddie is, you know, he's a phenomenon. It, was, it just really is. And the way he played was just, I think, out of this world, and everyone knows it, and um, he'll be sorely missed for sure. Right, right. I guess it puts things into perspective too. Like you know, at least he got to do everything. You know what he loved doing for his, his entire life. You know, and you you know everyone you know it's, would would love to do that. I mean, do you think? Um, I mean, when you look back in your career, do you think that you'd still be making music? You know, thirty some years, forty some years after you guys started. I think that was a, like the goal to to have longevity because we look back. And we always thought of all these artists, even then, that right. seemed like they were around forever, like the Stones, and you know, and they're still going, which is like I can't believe it, yeah. right? But, um, but I think that was the goal to to have like a long career because let's face it, you can't really determine the success that you will have financially or at numbers, um, but you can say I want to be around for a long time, and and that's I think something that maybe was the ambition. Um, and we we've achieved that. Um, you know, we certainly haven't been the biggest band in the world of all time. And, um, you know, that's just you know, look, what I say is that should, most of that's just out of your hands. You just yeah. can't do much about it, you know. Um, but in the end, you know, you can be somebody who has a long career, um, regardless of how successful it was financially. And um, and when that happens, I think that. It, it says a lot about who you are, and obviously, um, to, to still be doing that, I, I'm, you know, I pat ourselves on the back a little bit, right, you know, not right. too much, because we don't want to sit around and just be, you know, kissing our own asses, because I mean, we just don't. But um, in the end, I think that we we feel pretty confident and, and good about just doing this for so long, and right. um, you know, I, it, it's it's. It's amazing. I'm I'm proud of ourselves for being able to do that. And you know, you're reaching a whole new generation of fans too. I mean, I was my son's age when I started listening to Armored Saint, Anthrax, and Metallica, and now he's listening to the same things. Yeah. And, you know, the other day, even like he was asking to listen to some of you know Armored Saint's older stuff because you know he'd heard you in Anthrax and, and whatnot, and he heard me listening to the new album, and so he's you know, so it's just reaching that whole new generation too has got to be something. Well, that's great. And that's the beauty of the records. You know, that's, you know, that's why we say the record's got to be amazing because that's the legacy that moves on and passes right. on long after we're dead. And, you know, the records will still be there. So, um, you know, just like Van Halen records, I mean, right. he's gone now, but you could, <laughs> no, you could always put on that first album or whatever, and it'll just blow your mind, no matter if you're, you know, 55 or 15 or, you know, whatever. So, and you, it just keeps on being passed down, which is awesome. So, um, yeah, that's why we, we take a lot of pride in at least making the records the best we can. You know, shows are great and we want to play, but they're kind of, you know, happen and then they go. But the record is, is, is pretty much immortal. So um, right. I think that's uh, that says a lot and you have to, you know, be happy about that. So to be to make as many records as I've made and 
I always crack up when like I'll do an in-store signing or something and, and people will bring records of not only the Armored Saint records but the Anthrax and I'll just laugh and go look at all these <laughs> records like I'll bring B-sides and uh, you know DV- right. DVDs I was laugh going you would think I'd have a lot more money <laughs> with all these records and stuff but, and then I'll just laugh but um, but yeah it's just like sometimes somebody will bring so much stuff that I've been part of in the recording you know whether it's like the Kiss tribute record or right. you know, Metal Allegiance or, and it's just like damn yeah, this is cool you know, I've, I've done a lot of stuff so I, I'm happy about that you know cool. those are the things that, that I think you can feel real good about cool well, uh, do want to thank you for your time, John. And again, congratulations on on the new album. It's it's uh, it's a phenomenal album, and uh, hopefully, we get to see uh, see you guys out on the road soon. Thanks a lot, Sean. And hopefully, we'll get out to Pittsburgh soon. It's a great city. I always love being in that city and uh, uh, anywhere in, you know on the East Coast. And so, that'll be hopefully it'll happen. It'll happen soon one day. Cool, cool. Thank you. Thanks for the support. Appreciate it. Have a good good weekend and be safe. Thanks. You too. That song coming out of the interview was Flying the Ointment off of Armored Saints' new album, Punching the Sky. The album comes out October 23rd. I highly recommend picking it up. Uh, It's a great album. I have not been able to stop listening to it since I got a copy of it. I'd like to thank John Bush for joining us. Hopefully we'll get to see him and Armored Saint out on the road once this COVID stuff finally goes away. I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to contact us at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. You can also check us out on Facebook and on Instagram. Until next time, thanks for listening.